Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Hope everybody's all right on a Friday, July 22nd. Plenty to get to today. Charles Barkley leaving TNT for LIV. We shall see. See what it did there? Wow. Off to a pretty good start, huh? I'm not going to talk too much, though, John, because I know you want to take it. You're itching to take the baton. Rams got their Super Bowl rings. American sprinting stories again. American sprinting news. I remember the days of Michael Johnson and Carl Lewis. Remember those days when we all gather in front of a television to watch American sprinting? Uh, it made news yesterday. John's got a big story over at the Daily Memphian. I can't wait to talk about it. And a little personal touch here. I am on day 18 of no working refrigerator in my home. Tomorrow, we get a fridge. Very, very, very excited. You nailed it, Brett. Very excited about that because we've been living out of a cooler. Uh, it's yeah. caused great tension in my home. We also have an air conditioning unit out uh, at the wrong time, right? Record-breaking heat. So, anyway, we're going to get some form of relief. Praise God tomorrow in the form of a nice LG refrigerator. It's kind of funny how you, like, take just your everyday stuff for granted, and you know, and then when it goes out, it's like, oh, my goodness. Having to hit the store for ice every day just yeah. so you can have a cool drink. Yeah. Imagine that. No, I can't. Eating out every night. Yeah, but see, that's that home warranty life you live in. Hey, use that. I don't coo- even want to get into it. In, in all seriousness, you're gonna have me hot for real. We have an ice cooler here at the office, um, and it's full in the back. Oh, I, I know. I, I, I use it every day for my coat. Take. <laughs> you're a, saying take half the machine. No, no. we're not using it for well, remotes right now. Oh, well, that, that's very nice. I of mean, you. It, I mean that sincerely. Like, he, it's, he, can take, he can take the whole machine. No, like okay. every piece of ice, which is about there's take probably all of the 20, ice out of it. There's oh, probably it makes ten. Ice. There's probably ten pounds of ice in there. No question. I, it's, we're it's not le- going to use it today. I'm being sincere here, but I, I, and I appreciate it. But I know we're about I, eighteen days late. It that's sounds right. like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Need, need that about seventeen. I'm, we're about, days about to ago. come through it. So <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brad. That's all right though. Well, he didn't, he didn't it's bring the this, gesture though that I appreciate. He, Brad. Didn't, he, he didn't bring this issue to the forefront. Uh, I didn't know he was uh, down today. But, well, I've been trying to trying to remain, you know, concentrating on how how blessed we are, how fortunate we are. Folks got a lot worse stuff going on than that. So that's yeah. what we've been trying to focus on, John. That's why I hadn't brought it to the table. But tomorrow it ends. But see, this is the ugly side to the I home warranty wait. life. You know? Why do you keep bringing that up? Because it's just Don't a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale that, yes, like it, Don't is, do that. it is cheaper. And you can, uh, you know, you don't have it, do you? No, 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 you do just fine. Absolutely, because you know what? Like, I mean, dirty. I got to pay for it when it goes out, but (laughs) I get it when I want it. Right. I don't have to wait like on on Jim Bob to come say, "Huh, huh, you got to." 
You got, you know, he's got to like, oh, you got, they're just going to try to fix it and fix it and oh fix God. it and fix it until it yeah. actually craps out. They, they wanted to fix my 11-year-old refrigerator. I did this with an air conditioner for a couple yeah. of years, and I finally said, I am donezo with yeah. you people, you I, home warranty I, people. I, I may be there with you guys. Now. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? That's that we're going to start on this or that we intended to I do, feel go you along though, on Jason. this. Well, everybody goes through this, right? Are these good? Are they not good? Right. Are they going to help you? They're not going to help it. you with these Yeah, because you pay like, well, like 800 bucks a year, right? And you get like the the theoretical peace of mind that if something goes wrong, you're protected, they're, they're right? They're going to be quick to replace it for oh, you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They ain't quick. Yeah. And, and they're not replacing it. Not if they no. can get that part. But remember, you know how hard parts are oh, to get yeah, right well, now? Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. I, 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 but it's I, taking weeks. Yeah. I know, but I think they're just saying that, right? I, I, I think the shortages have mostly eased in this country. So then you got your wife saying, well, what you going to do? we just going to wait right. on these parts or are we going to actually break right. down and get a refrigerator? And so right. you have no choice. As a man, you got to right. do it. Like, like, with no help. You you could have gone. Thought you going to help? Like, here's the thing, right? When you're not bound by the home warranty yes. life, his ass could have gone to Best Buy 18 days Day ago. One. You know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, it's, you're right. You're right. And, and, and it, I hate to say it, but you're right. And this is what sells a lot of new cars, too, by the way, is people constantly fixing cars or gets old. You're just, oh, at a certain no point, doubt. you go, screw it. Well, and at a certain point, there, there's a math equation, right? Yes. There, there does become a math problem there to have. I mean, look, warranties are great. I have a warranty on my car. Like, it does give me the peace of mind, you know, three years, 36. Like, it's, <laughs> right. you know, it, it's, I'm, I loved having that, right? But when it comes to, like, your AC, when it comes to your refrigerator, when it comes to the appliances, yeah. I ain't playing no games. No games. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with I, you, bro. I ain't trying to have Earl <laughs> come out. I played the game for a while. Telling me that, you yeah. know, the uh, catalytic converter's got to be replaced, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to take four <laughs> weeks for it to come in, but hang tight. Nah, no, bro. Anyway. I'm uh, sorry you're dealing with that, Jason. No, it's Hopefully over. get the, squared the, away uh, The nightmare is over. Uh, is over. Uh, tomorrow. Almost. So long as it's delivered on time yeah. or delivered at all. Yeah. That's good. We'll take yeah. it tomorrow night if it, if it yeah. must be. Uh, so anyway, we got a big show planned for you today. Curtis Givens is going to join us. He is the father of the next big thing nice. out of Memphis. We talked about uh, Curtis Givens. So the, it's the third, right? Mm-hmm. Curtis Givens the third yeah. earlier this week who's playing for Mocan Elite in the Peach Jam, having a uh, having a hell of a summer, having a hell of a year now, uh, has surged up to the top 60 in most uh, recruiting services. Yep. Uh, he's a point guard. He's a Memphis target. Uh, Curtis Givens, of course, uh, is a man about town. So we will talk to him. Head of CGI Entertainment. Oh, yes. yes. CGI in the building. CGI. Yeah. Founder of the Power 30 that John wants so desperately to be a part of. Well, we're, we're making some, we're, we're moving. Curtis got a lot going on. Oh, he sure does. Yeah, so we'll talk to him about, uh, you know, his son's development. Yes. Where Memphis of. stands. Will he still be organizing Memphis Madness, or does he have to take a back seat to that now That's that his son is question. recruitable, right? Yeah, a, 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 like a PSA is what they call it, right? Curtis so, Slick runs the party scene in Memphis. I'm yeah, not even. No I don't think I'm speaking it. out of school here. I, I think John just said, "Hey, you take the Slick part out of it. He just runs it." He and just, and everybody knows. I mean, it. he is running yeah, the yeah, show yeah. here now. No, he's him. I mean, he was. He's been Love. there, right? Yes, that's was, the name of the. They club. just redid the whole club. Man. Yes. Yes. he was level two back in beautiful. the day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was before my time. I couldn't get in, but I know. I know level two. I passed by level two. Ain't no party like a Curtis Given. You know. And it's going to be a party at 1145. We need to get you in one. Hell, yeah. He'll make it this a party, hopefully. Maybe he'll have you. a party with I, Jason and John party. I, I have no, like, I, I just want one of those signs, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when they bring the bottles out. Right. Yeah. That's with what the sparklers. That's what, that's what I want. I want that joint to say, well, hello there. We can do that for you for 40. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it for the big 4 for you. Why not 35? I mean, that's well, kind of like a, 35 is Let's be big. real. Once you pass 30, every year is a milestone. Like, you made it another one. You know, you made it another one. Uh, Curtis Gibbons is going to join us at 1125. Then at 125, uh, it's going to be a reunion, folks. You know we're overdue. It's been a long time here on the show. Too long. 
too long. Uh, nuts and guts mm. at one twenty-five with Keelan Lawson, Coach Lawson. Still doing it out there at Wooddale, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, so we'll talk to him about uh, you know the the year ahead for his sons at Memphis. Jonathan Lawson coming off of the red shirt year, the youngest member of the Tigers roster as a sophomore. So we will talk to him about where Johnny fits in, sort of how he feels about Jonathan's you know plan. Yeah, right at Memphis under Penny Hardaway. Oh, 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 I'm about to fall. Oh, oh. Good to catch up with him. Why they decided to stick it out, right? I think that's. I mean, it, look, every time every time you're back. Like that's a that's a discussion piece in this day and well, age. Remember last time we talked to him, sort of going into last season though, it, Keelan seemed to understand sort of the family that it was going to be at least a year for Jonathan, right? And that's before they made the decision to redshirt him. But to that point, um, Keelan knew this was going to be a wait before his before his son was at least Jonathan was ready to play. Chandler coming in obviously as the transfer was more ready. Um, so now you're into year two. You've been in the system. It'll be it'll be fun to see what the expectations are for him this year. Absolutely. So he'll join us at one twenty-five. Uh, it's always fun with Keelan. So uh, looking forward to that. So that is the show today. Right. Um, I thought this was a good week. I, I like to do this sort of once or twice a year. Um, I like to sort of poll the country, like the guys that I know in college basketball who you know are a little bit familiar with what Penny Hardaway is doing, what Memphis is doing, and so for the Daily Memphian, I talked to. Five assistants, one head coach. And I just sort of, I wanted to know, like, it's not a flashy class at all. I mean, it, there is some name power with Kendrick Davis, but, you know, there's no Imani Bates. There's no Jalen Duran. There's no Precious Achua in this class. There's no high school commits in this class at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of unorthodox in that way. It's a complete departure from the way Penny Hardaway has done things at Memphis, whether that's uh, on purpose, whether that's sort of just a uh, – you know, uh, uh, the way you had to do it, whatever. Um, I talked to five assistants and one head coach. And I, of course, granted them anonymity because when, you know, you do that, you get the best stuff. You get the honest answer, right? right? It's basically like injecting these guys with truth serum. So I injected these guys with truth serum. And I would I would say that... Um, what struck you most about what you heard? Well, you know, I think Penny is... Is, is doing this a because I you know I mean I don't I don't know how many high school guys they were particularly in on right I don't know if they had like that advantage this year I don't think they were partic- it's not like they were in on you know a DJ Wagner type and said you know what nah we're not gonna go get him right and so I think that's the first part but the second part is is that it Penny is clearly like burned and it was burned by not just the youth of this class, but the youth of 2019, right? You have so much expectation, talk about national championship, and you realize how freaking hard it is with 18-year-old kids who are highly ranked and come in with such fanfare and expectations. And if those expectations are not met, either individually or team, it can get toxic, it can get bad. And it did in both cases, right? The 2019 season was an absolute disaster with James Wiseman and other things. Now, on the court, it was fine, I guess you would say, after, sell, pull it together he did you, right after Wiseman left. It was not a. It was not a. You know, it was not a failure. I mean, you didn't have Wiseman, so you had to sort of readjust your expectations on the fly for that. They won twenty games. You know, like it was fine. They beat Houston, um, and then and then of course last year, team really came into its own after a rocky start due to bringing in the young guys, bringing in you know potentially egos and 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 really like. Not having the right answers in terms of how to blend the two, 
You know, he kind of set the tone early on in August in that piece with Brendan Quinn from the Athletic with Landers saying, you know, he's coming in to take Landers' job. And while that might be true, and while it was true, you know, maybe that's not something that you vocalize, right, <laughs> before practice even gets underway. And so I think Penny's idea is, well, I'm going to take myself out of all of that drama. I'm going to take myself out of all of that BS, and I'm just going to go old. And I'm just going to get all old guys who are mature, who have been in college, who have no bad ha- – or at least have ha- had the bad habits theoretically coached out of them and who are coming here to win. Um, and from the coaches that I talked to, they said, you know, that's a good idea, that's a good thought, but in some ways you're going to be presented with the same challenges because even though the freshmen come in, the highly ranked freshmen come in wanting to be one and done, and that sort of gets in the way of everything – these guys have a one-and-done mentality all the same. The, the only difference is they're older. And so maybe you're hoping that that maturity and that you know maybe some of those guys have already been humbled along the way to get here will sort of keep you afloat during some tough times. But they said that the, the, the job for Penny is really – I mean, we're going to slap a different name on it, but it's really the same in terms of he's still going to have to get these guys to come together. Kendrick Davis, Emmanuel Acott, Keontae Kennedy, K.O., you know DeAndre, who's sort of already here as the as the presence. Sure. He's still going to have to ensure that these personalities gel and mesh the same way he had to do a year ago with Amani Bates and Jalen Duran. So I thought that was the and and and, and that's kind of obvious, but just to kind of hear every coach to a man kind of point that out. Like, look, your job isn't going to be changing that much. Your personnel is, and so maybe your job is easier in doing that. But you're still going to have that same challenge. I thought that was interesting. Uh, it is. Uh, had Jeff present me with the same question off your article this morning on, on his show about about it being similar, right? You're still going to have potentially chemistry issues, right? You got one and done guys, whether they're young, now old, but now you're going to have to come together quickly with a with a new team, with yep. guys that are new to your program, having to play significant minutes in starting roles yep. very early on. So there's that development of chemistry that look last couple of years has been an issue, right? It's led to the slow starts, pretty much having every year, to, having to turn it around. Okay, remember though, this isn't it, it hasn't just sort of happened in a way where it's just kind of Penny said in January this is what he wanted to do. He said it during last season yep. that you know what I got to get older. This conference is older. I'm running to more physically developed teams. And remember with this, yes, these guys are new to your program, but to your point, they've played college basketball. They've been coached before. That's different than having five star freshmen reclassified freshmen yep. coming in and playing significant roles. Here's the other thing. We're not just talking about guys that no spacing have been coached before, but you're also talking about guys who are more physically developed. Yep, That's the other side of this. Yep. Now, you're right. Those coaches are right. The chemistry, right, especially early on, will be the biggest question. Okay? But I'm telling you, the biggest weapon you have when it comes to that is Kendrick Davis, who will be sitting there playing 30 to 35 minutes a game, a guy who two years ago at SMU led the country in assist rate. He was one of the best setup guys, if not the best setup guy in the country when he felt, when that was the key role. We know Kendrick can do both, scoring, setup guy. But when you've got guys around you like Acott and Keontae who are scorers and need that setup, you now have an answer, an unequivocal answer Agreed. at point guard that can help you with that chemistry. What, could they get off to a slow start? Sure. Because it's all new guys that are learning Penny's system, particularly defensively. Yep. But having a Kendrick Davis, I think, John, and one of your coaches brought that up down there toward the end, I think is your biggest weapon in terms of trying to right get that chemistry issue licked yep. earlier yep. with, again, yes, new guys. 
Yeah, I, I, I do. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I do think. It's similar but different. I, I was a little surprised that Kendrick Davis wasn't more of a talking point um, with the coaches that I talked to because, I mean, he that, he is the tie that binds. You're bringing in a, 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 a guy who, by the way, is not afraid or doesn't shy. And, in fact, he has been a primary distributor Two years ago, yeah, led the country, John, in assist rate. Yeah, so it's Number not like one, not five, not ten. You know, this is not a guy coming in here like you know Allen Iverson with the Grizzlies. You know what I'm saying? Like he's coming in here humble well, and can play a different role if asked. He won't, he'll he'll be the guy. It's the Kendrick Davis show, right? We call him the general manager here on the show, right? Like he's the GM. But I I don't worry about chemistry as much with him because we've seen him be exactly a guy who can defer. If if needed, and and again, when you are able to draw as much attention defensively because yep. you're such a scorer, yep. that's been part of the issue. Okay, Imani didn't know how to play the position. Yep. Alex lacked that side of it when it came to the offensive side because right. you you can make it easier potentially, and you expect to see it. Forget potentially, yep. you will for the Keontae Kennedys and Acots when you're drawing that sort of attention as a Kendrick Davis. Plus. Listen, he, he's going to know this. Penny's going to be talking about him, probably already has all offseason. Chemistry's been our biggest issue. Yep. You're a guy who's played the position. You've got a sort of chemistry a meter. You, you'll know when it's bad, no when doubt. it's good. You'll want a guy as coveted as, as him, a conference player of the year, yep. you know, sort of armed with those duties. I, I, you got to feel good about it. Look, I, I, Penny said he's going to do this in January. He did it. Yep. And, it, and, and it's been on purpose. And, and look, truthfully, like if you're gonna if you're gonna do this and you're gonna fill it out this way, I mean, it's got to be among the best in terms of groups of, of of transfers that that a school has gotten. I mean, ACOT people rave about. I am hearing Ko continues to be you know very impressive. You know, early on in the summer, um, you know, and I, and I also think truthfully, it it helps that that DeAndre Williams and Kendrick are from the same place. They're both mm-hmm. from Houston, mm-hmm. you know, so they know each other. They, they, there's going to be a respect there already just because of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I might worry a little more if Kendrick is coming in, DeAndre's been here for the last two years, they don't really have a great familiarity, there's maybe a little bit of a, you know, a, a difference in terms of the way they view things. They're from the same place. Like, they know each other. They talk throughout the process, you know, so I'm not really worried about guys not being on the same page when they come in. Um, one of the coaches said that he thinks they're going to be a late-blooming team. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I think they can actually have the best start that a team has had under Penny um, because they're older and they, they, they've been there and they've done that. You know, um, The rotation's pretty obvious to me. You know, This is not going to be a situation where Penny's having to figure it out. I mean, maybe like 7, 8, 9, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know who your starting five is going to be. You know who your sixth man is going to be. And you can kind of fill in the rest after that. So... You know, I think that's the difference, right? Like, I think about the COVID year. I think about last year. You didn't have an answer at point guard last year. You know, two years ago during COVID, like, you had some new faces. Some guys had expanded roles, and you're sort of feeling that out. And it's COVID, so you didn't even get to working in the summer. You know, it's basically two summers in a row where you didn't have – in 2020, you couldn't. And in 2021, Amani and Jalen showed up late, right? They didn't come until August. They reclassified. So – you know, this is going to be a first year in a long time where guys are in camp, guys are in the gym all summer long, unabated, getting that work in. So by the time that September, October roll around, November, you know, they're going to have a really good feel for what everybody does. Well, and you could have a couple extra freshmen to sort of put a bow on this. You could have a couple extra freshmen on scholarship if you wanted to, but what, what happens, 
you are, you, it seems to be you are well positioned for should some scholarship reductions come down from sure. the IRP, right? You can handle that having a right. couple open. So, so you could be positioned yep. well for that, yep. having the open scholarships rather than a couple of freshmen yep. that you might end up redshirting anyway. Well, now, yeah. will it leave holes after this season? Certainly. Yeah. But how much are we worried right now about Penny Hardaway's ability to recruit and no, fill holes? No, I, I'm not. It's what he's, it's what he's an expert and, on. And one last point on that. I would also like... I don't mind not using those scholarships for a freshman that's not going to play. Literally just that, said it, that, that you'll develop and who will just leave for somewhere else after the season because they didn't play, right? Possibly. Why? Why, yeah. why even waste the energy if they didn't understand that from the get go? Yeah, on yeah. a team like this, like why would I? Them. I'd rather just like not bother with it. You know what I mean? And then um, you know next next uh, next off season, you know you get those guys, right? You get those freshmen that didn't play at a, at, a, at a bigger school or a bigger league, and then they come here and, you know, they're a little bit more ready, right? Like the Kerwin Walton types. So, you know, that's the way of the world now. Um, but, but uh, you know, I think the, the overwhelming sentiment from the coaches that I talked to was that, yeah, I mean, they have the pieces, they have the talent. That's never been the issue with Memphis. It's just a matter of, you know, can you get them to buy in and come together? And, and if that happens, and I'm pretty bullish on that, um, then they're going to make some noise. Uh, and they're going to be right there in the AAC. All right, we'll come back. Curtis Givens is going to join us, CGI Entertainment. We're going to talk to him about his son, who is uh, having a hell of a summer, get his thoughts on his game, who's involved, Memphis, thoughts on Penny. Is he 2024? 2024. 2024, Top folks. Six. It'll be here before you know it, okay? It will be here before you know it. So we'll get his thoughts on all of that and more on the other side. Jason and John, how do you turn to FM ESPN? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Curtis Gibbons is the head of CGI Entertainment. He's also the father of Curtis Gibbons III. He's a four-star point guard, probably on his way to being a five-star by the looks of it. He's going to play his final two seasons at Montverde in Florida. I've spent the last couple of MUS. Brother Gibbons joins us now. Curtis, are you, you, you're at EYBL. Are you out there? I'm actually, I just had to step out of the gym to talk to you guys. <laughs> How's it looking this week? I saw the first game for Curtis Givens the third. Your son uh, blew up in the win for Mocan. How's the rest of the week gone, sir? I was going pretty good. Uh, we played today with Bradley Bill Elite. This uh, this EYB atmosphere is something different, uh, Jason. Something different. How, <laughs> how's he looked to you? I mean, it's different for you. I see what the analysts and what all the scouts are saying, but when it's dad, it can be a little bit different. How's son played in your eyes? Well, I... I, I I mean, honestly, you know, I know sometimes dads have come across as being too hard on their kids, but, you know, that's not the case with me because I know the hard work Curtis has put in. I know I know where he has come from. And, I mean, quite honestly, man, I, I have no complaints. 
I mean, he played very solid. It's like he gets better by the game. Uh, he's dialed in defensively, offensively. I mean, I'm, I'm just proud of him. I can't, I can't lie to you. I'm just proud of him. You know, he's, he shot up the rankings, which, you know, rankings matter. They don't matter. It just depends on, I, I guess, where you are in them. But he's definitely shot up in the rankings, and it feels like he's getting the recognition. What's been the difference? Why is that happening now in terms of what you – is this just a matter of him being seen, being recognized? Has his game taken that jump? Like, what's what's behind that jump in rankings for him? Well, you got to think, Curtis has been – has been being seen since third or fourth grade since he's been traveling, you know, through the grassroots media. And I think the biggest jump has happened, and I have talked to a lot of grassroots people down here, a lot of writers who have followed Curtis, the Dream Chase, you know, when we you know the Dream Chase organization we have, you know, for the last five years, and they have saw him go from being the little guy, the little wimpy guy in the corner, just wanting to shoot the three with goggles on, to a guy who's commanding the game, you know. And, uh, you know, one writer told me that, you know, that he's probably in the top most improved player over the last four years from where he come from. Mm. So I think that's just the biggest jump. I mean, you got to kind of know Look, Curtis' story to know, you know, why I say I'm proud of him, why I say everybody around me is proud of him. I mean, just three or four years ago, Curtis was scared to bring the ball up the floor. Just three or four years ago. You know what I mean? Just three or four years ago, Curtis was five, six. Hold on, I'm on the phone. Uh, uh, five, six, the weakest one on the court, won the fastest. He couldn't guard anybody. I mean, just not too long ago. And to see what he's doing now, it's just a tremendous jump. You know, typically you see kids who be talented in the fifth, sixth grade, and they stay talented. But it's like Curtis has went from A to Z. A to Z. You know, he's 6'3 now. He's fast. He's athletic. He's getting more athletic, but he's more athletic than what he used to be. He wants the ball. He, he, he comes up big in big-time moments. I mean, his growth has just been amazing. Um, a couple moves that that you all have made. Let's start with where you're at right now at the Peach Jam on the EYBL circuit. You're not playing for a Memphis team. You're playing for Mocan Elite, which is also uh, kind of funny enough what Kennedy Chandler did. Uh, a few years ago, and he ended up winning the Peach Jam. So hopefully the, the same fate will happen for you guys. Why Mo can Elite? Uh, this is just something Curtis wanted to do. You know, he he pretty much been played in Memphis all his life since second grade. And, you know, uh, and I just think he wanted to change the scenery. It's just like having a job, you know, working in a place all your life, and then you just want to change the scenery. We don't build nothing against Memphis. But sometimes you want to change the scenery, meet new people, you know, build new relationships. You know what I mean? So I think that's what went into it the most. And how about the decision to go to Montverde, Coach? Well, the decision to go to Montverde was a tough one because we, we love MUS. I mean, MUS is a great school, great academic school, basketball program with Coach Wilson. Has, he has played a major part in Curtis' development as a point guard. And it was a tough decision to leave, but and in reality, Curtis Steele is really chasing his dream since seventh grade. I think uh, it was a hoop fest or something in Mount Verde came down here. They played Memphis East, Memphis East to be exact. I think we was at Lausanne. And Curtis had, just then, he made up in his mind. He said, Dad, I want to go to Mount Verde when I get in the twelfth grade. But he said the twelfth grade. Mm. You know, and he just had that stuck in his mind. That's where he wanted to go. You know, just like being a fan, a fan of the Cowboys when you look. You know, as you get older, 
you eventually want to go to a Cowboys game, you know what I mean, or a Lakers game, whatever you're a fan of. So I think he just was a fan of Mount Verde and the, and the stars aligned because, you know, Mount Verde and the school you just called to say, hey, I want to come there. They got to want you. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, this is one of the top schools in the nation. This ain't nothing you can pay to go. This ain't nothing you can politic to go. You know, you got to be that kind of guy for these people who want you. And they've been recruiting Curtis. They've been had they've been had an eye on Curtis since eighth grade. And when he took that jump last year after Peace Jam, doing Peace Jam, and this year at school ball because they, they were watching him, they called me and they said they had to have him. We are, of course, talking to Curtis yeah. Givens. His son, Curtis Givens III, is uh, currently playing in Peach Jam right now with Mo Can Elite, blowing up the rankings, the next big thing uh, out of Memphis. So, so Curtis, who are, the, uh, who are the schools that are primarily involved right now? Uh, that's, a, that's a long list right there. Uh, we got Memphis, Ole Miss, Tennessee, uh, uh, Duke, uh, Kentucky has now expressed interest. Uh, you got Kansas, always in touch. You got uh, uh, Vanderbilt. You have Auburn. You have uh, uh, St. John's, Maryland, uh, Georgetown. You have uh, uh, Syracuse, who now expressing a lot of interest in Curtis. You have, I mean, I, it's probably about 20 to 25 schools. Mm-hmm. So how do you sort of yeah. balance, because, look, I mean, for the majority of people who are listening right now, they probably know you. You are so embedded and connected in the, in the Memphis community, and you have been for a mm-hmm. long time, and you help organize and have helped organize Memphis Madness in the past. I mean, you are you are part of Memphis. So how do you balance sort of, you know, being here, having a love for Memphis, while also you know, encouraging your son to pursue his own path, whether that lands on Memphis or somebody else? Well, it's an easy balance. Uh, you know, you got to know my dad to know who I am. You know, God rest his soul. But, you know, my dad at an early age let me start making my own decisions at the age of 13. And uh, it, it made me to who I am today. All my decisions weren't the right decisions, but I start to process and develop great critical thinking skills because I had to make them at an early age, and he didn't make them for me. And for me, with Curtis, we don't even talk about school. We don't even talk about where we think he needs to go. We're just enjoying the process. But ultimately, that's going to be his decision. It's going to be who recruit him the hardest, uh, who has a better chance for him to come, uh, come and play right away, you know, what he feels comfortable being. That's what it's ultimately going to come to. I would not have a hand in telling him where he needs to go. Um, you know, I know because there's such a familiarity with, with you and, and Penny and Memphis, I mean, is it one of those deals where, of course, he's going to recruit and, and check in and touch base, but is it is it more so one of those deals where, like, look, you guys know what we have to offer as a program. I'm, I, you know, I can't sit here and sell you because you know what we are. Is that kind of how it is with Memphis? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, me and Penny have, you know, we have a great relationship, had one before Curtis was born. And, I, and, and Penny understands, and, and I appreciate his space and letting Curtis being recruited. But Penny does recruit Curtis hard, uh, and understanding that you know this is Curtis' decision, and you know he, he'll make his own decision, and whatever decision he make, I'm sure Penny will respect. And of course, 
we know we want Penn and wants to be with Memphis, but you know, we're not even that far yet to even break right. it down the top schools that we want to even go to. You said it's before your son was even born. How far y'all go back, uh, Curtis? Just for oh, me, from you and Penny, way back, isn't it? I mean, yeah, man, Penny go way back. Man, Penny been knowing me. Man, Penny been cool since ninety six, ninety seven. Just before Curtis was born, so you know we we just have a relationship outside of that, and we don't even mix the two. Yeah, we don't even mix the two. You know, he he never expresses to me, man. He got to go here. That no, Penny, he, you know, he's a professional guy. And we, we keep that, we keep our friendship separate from Curtis Givens III. Got you. What are you hoping yep. to get in terms of, uh, of priorities these two years at Montverde when he comes out of there in terms of what you're hoping to get, right, that polish all of it? What, what, what's key, Coach? Well, you know, he, going to, he, going, he is going to prep school a year early than I planned. But, you know, when I really, really think about it, and, and again, you got to know me the way I grew up and how I was on my own at an early age. I think this is going to be great for, for him. And the reason I say that, uh, I could have easily let him go back in the U.S. You know, where they treated him great, ain't no doubt about it. Coach Wilson was great for him. He was great on his development. But I want to, I think he, him, and me, I want to see what he's made of to get in the environment. Well, guys, just as good as you are, uh, guys older, guys in the class before you. And I think, to me, this is going to be a nut check, if that makes sense. I don't want to wait. and He doesn't want to wait to get to college. You know how sometimes kids get to college and they've been a man all their life, and then they get to college, and now it's, three, it's six more five-stars in the building, mm-hmm. and they can't adjust. You know what I'm saying, Jason? Yes. They can't adjust because they're used to what? It always being about them. Yep. And some of them crumble behind it because they can't mentally handle it. I think for Curtis, I think this get, this this is his best way to prepare for uh, high major colleges. Why? Because he'll be in the gym every day with five-star guys, athletic guys, potential pros, and it'd be something he used to for two years. So when he get to college, just say they got a, they bring in another five-star point guard, yep. and they got him right. He had been seeing the story before, and he'll say to myself, I've seen this before. I know what i got to do. Versus him being in a situation where he's the man all the time and he's never experienced how to really compete for a spot, and then when it's time to compete for a spot, he's not ready. As a father, last thing I want to ask you in terms of his development, you talked about at one point a few years ago he didn't want to bring the ball up. You talked about he had to get tougher and go against competition. That's been a part of it. He grew as well, so physically you come. Was there anything mentally you did when it came to you said you wanted to toughen him up a little bit? Or was it, or was it mostly, Curtis, his growth, right, physically, him playing more games, all that? Or, or were there? did you challenge him in some way or another as a, as oh, a father? Man, I- I can give you I can give you stories. You know, I'm gonna keep the stories to myself right now. I'm gonna just see how far I get in this this process. But Curtis has been has been he's been through some gruesome verbal language, some physical I I, I give you one story. I, I I'll tell you just one point of Curtis life that changed him and you got to know my dad and those who listen know my daddy know how tough my daddy was on kids on me and on little Curtis. My, 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 I give my dad a lot of credit for him starting to bring some toughness out of little Curtis from the time we was on the Pee Wee football field and Curtis 
I like he didn't want to run the ball. And my dad had grabbed him by the face mask and hit him in the stomach in front of everybody. You know what I mean? So, you know, <laughs> i give you a story. Uh, one day he was in, uh, I think, fourth or fifth grade. I'm going to tell you the day I felt like he changed from a standpoint of wanting of want to work out. We was in the fifth grade at Halle Stadium. It was on the 4th of July. We was up there running the leeches, me, him, and my other son, Chase. And the concrete, the asphalt, I don't know if the asphalt on the track or whatever, that pavement on the track was very hot. And I told him to do 20 push-ups or something. And Curtis didn't want to do them. He said it was too hot. And I pulled out my belt. And I said, man, if you don't do these push-ups, I'm going to get on your head. And he did them, and he cried, and he cried, and he cried. And from that day forth, it's like some sparked in him. It's like when I tell you this kid, and I'm not just saying this, yes, all the people who train from his strength and conditioning guy, from his track guy, when I tell you he has never missed a workout, he's obsessed with getting better. Never missed a workout. You know, you know how sometimes guys like, I don't feel like it today? Yes. We have to dial him back. We have wow. to tell him, Curtis, to get you some rest for two or three days. He's obsessed with it. And from that day forward, it just seemed like he, he just was a changed guy. He just grew into what he is today. So I got to take that belt out on CJ. That's what you. That's, that's what I just learned from you. Because like, Lord knows yeah, we're in that, that, we that mode right now. It, 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 <laughs> that I can tell you a story. We was in St. Louis. My partner tell you, Curtis got the ball. We was in the sixth grade. Curtis got the ball. And at the last minute, they, we drew up a play for him. And he had like he didn't want it. And as the team was walking and shaking, we lost that. I took the ball in St. Louis in front of everybody and threw it and hit him with it. Of course, then my wife got into it. But those are the things because yeah. I demand a lot out of my kids. Yes, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and I do it with tough love because like my father did me the same way. Yes, sir. It, it, exactly. Yeah. It, 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 you know, you have to do that. I know some people think that's cruel, but when you think about it, most, I don't say all, but most successful people have endured endured some physical pain and some mental pain. Some physical and mental pain. I can remember times when the dream chases with Lil Curtis, you know, we used to do a lot of one-on-one hole court where you had to guard a man. He couldn't guard a soul. I'll never forget having him out there on the floor. You know, I had a talented team, very talented team. And we were one-on-one, and Curtis couldn't stand in front of nobody. I made him stay out there and guard everybody. So you know he was fatigued. And everybody was just laughing at me. Everybody was just going by and laughing at me. And he was just crying. I mean, I can give you so many wow. stories, man. It's unbelievable. And, and right? look where y'all oh, yeah. at now. And now he's tearing up Peach Jam. I mean, he's ripping apart, man. I mean, they. I mean, he, he's playing a solid game. I mean, college coaches, are they lined up in the gym That's to awesome. see him. I mean, it's four. Every time he plays, they are in the gym to see CG3. Curtis, let me ask you this. Um, one of my uh, professional aspirations here in Memphis is to uh, crack the Power 30. What do I need to do? <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, moving and shaking, baby. Moving and shaking. Okay, who, Make a difference in the community. Who, who, there who, you go. Who does, is it like a nomination form or anything like that? Like, How does that work? I, we, we're going we, to create a, a nomination form for it. Uh, we, have a, we have a board that votes on it. Like We select uh, 50 people, and then we just break it down from there. But uh, def- def- I'm definitely going to consider you, brother. I appreciate it. I it. You're talking about pain, you know what I'm saying? That was my pain when, uh, you know, last <laughs> last week rolled around. <laughs> la- la- last week rolled around, and I wasn't in the building, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to yeah, keep yeah. working at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep working at it. 
Hey, great stuff, man. Appreciate this brother as Curtis, always. Thank you for this, man. Continued success this week, brother. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate y'all having us having having me on. It's a pleasure. Yes, sir. He is always Curtis Givens. Uh, son, of course, Curtis Givens, the third out there at PG Jam right now from Mocan Elite. And uh, again, you know, the next big thing. A couple years away, right, from being in college, but uh, you know, you think about the sort of the, the crop in Memphis. It's him. It's uh, it's Jay Nash. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, I I don't know if Arshon King. I think he's out of town. I think he went out of town as well. But he was, you know, Elijah Curry there. Um, and, then, and there are a few others that I'm that I'm that I'm missing here, but you know those. Say are Ernest's kid, yeah. uh, EJ yep. Smith, Ernest Smith's son. Yeah, Billy Richmond's kid as well. Yep. yep. There's a, there is there is actually a lot of talent here. Uh, it's spread out now because of you know this the the landscape, but um, you know there's definitely a lot of talent here uh, in, in town. Well, you so. talk about how fast a rise it's been for a son. Imagine where he's going to be two years from now after playing national schedules at Montverde, and that being. You know the focus for two years. Uh, imagine where his game could be at that point, having come so far so quickly, right? Uh, you imagine two years of prep school at that point, playing that kind of competition. Yeah. He's gonna come out of there a gym. And my my guess is, again, playing down there for two years, you come out of there a five star. Yeah, this reminds me of uh, talking to uh, to to Curtis. Reminds me when we had Kyle Anderson's dad on. Remember, Kyle Anderson made his son walk New York. Basically. He said he like left his son on the streets of New York. They said a, a like little baby. four years old. He's like a little baby. They made him walk the. Made him walk. You know, blocks. It, it, it did. It was that tough love, man. And, and Curtis got it from his father, and he's handed it on down. Yeah. Well, it's working. I was in the same boat yesterday. My kid didn't want to. He didn't want to play, man. Right. Well, he ain't got no damn refrigerator in his house. Can you blame him? <laughs> I mean, you got that uh, man you, under you, like, you sharp today, bro. You got your one liners <laughs> working today, bro. Man, you got that I man see. under the fierce. You got Curtis conditions. now. You got me. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, dad, I do. I do. But dad, the fridge. No, I'm saying, man, <laughs> right. you, I don't care how hot it is. You got to do them push ups. Yeah, you don't. Like, you, like, pull, let me pull out my belt. You don't realize it, but <laughs> like, how I hot mean, it is. You, you really yeah. are showing him tough love. You got that man in Gitmo protocol, bro. Eat the, eat the meat out the cooler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we, yeah, we scored one point in a 32 point game. Yeah, but that's. Come on, bro. Yeah, we got. Come on, we got to want the ball, man. Yeah, he's getting a little too comfortable. Like I'll come out, you know. I we I, I a little behind the scenes here. I I went out to uh, where was it? What's the place called? Wimbledon? Oh, it's the War Eagles headquarters, War, formerly yeah. Wimbledon well, yeah. Sportsplex. Yes, and uh, and and I because I had to get a ride. Jason was nice enough to give me one, and uh, so I, I went into the gym. You know, I'm Frank's gym. Yes. Yeah, Frank's gym, and and play a little one on one with CJ. You know, I don't go hard oh. defensively. I did try to beat him offensively. But you know he he got the better of me there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you know I think he I think he gets a little too you know comfortable, right? Like he's like, oh, I can beat John. I'm just yeah. like I'm just gonna show up, and you know I I can beat a 31 year old man. I don't have to put the work in. Well, as broke as you were, he did. Well, he did. So no, you he didn't, you, you didn't get I'm him saying, out of it at I'm all. I'm saying though, like it should make him want to work harder because he's he's that close. Think about how close I was. Give him the loss, yeah, and then maybe this scenario works out. Well, right? I, but, but I, you let him win. Well, yeah. you missed a bunch of shots. I and did. It, then he gets comfortable. Jason, how old is CJ? Eight, going to the third grade. Oh, you you got time? That's what they all tell me. Like they like, dude, you too serious. But Curtis just said his moment came fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, and he had to pull that belt out. That's so right. we're approaching that time. <laughs> and I'm I I, I I know I feel him. My son, yesterday, a little bit of crying. He got hit in the note. Man, stop. Yep. Stop. I can't take that crying. <laughs> also, it does seem like uh, not on the court, Brad. You oh, can't cry on the court. I don't care if you get hit in the nose. Go walk off. Especially if you're not bleeding. Right. I mean, he's eight, though, dude. I'm learning from the Curtis Givens school. I'm learning from the T. Morant Curtis Givens 
What's uh what's what's Kyle, Kyle Anderson's Anderson dad's senior, name? Kyle Anderson yeah. uh, Senior. Yeah. School of uh, it, hard knocks. It, it also seems like Curtis was going to leave the door open for me on the power thirty. I just got to keep making a difference. He really in the did, didn't he? You he know did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah so, well, you got a lot of community work to do. You never know, man. You like I could be a. It's pioneer. been a couple of Christmases, hasn't it? Now so, you were you will be out. You are out in these streets as a charitable man, but it's been a couple of Christmases. Well, I got mm-hmm. COVID and stuff, and my kid, you know. Kind of held you back, but I'm but I'm always I'm always let's get you back in the streets and you know I, I, I'm starting a foundation. You know I got some things I'm doing, man. I got some things you I'm do doing. that, and you might be headed for power thirty. Uh, all right, we'll be back. Lots more to come here on the show. Keelan Lawson's going to join us at one twenty five. Nuts and guts, y'all know what it is. Stick around, Jason to John, ninety turn FM, ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.